Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. But we should think about this for a second. The Rowdies played for their championship. The Rays went to the World Series. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And now the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. It's historic. We can truly claim that Tampa is a title town. Raise the flag. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy Gronkamoly. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 30. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 29, 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at today for episode 164. Happy Victory Monday is everybody, at least everybody in the Bay Area, still reeling from one of the best hangovers I've had in recent memory. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are NFC champions. They go into Green Bay and they take down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 31 to 26, the final score of that game. And they advance their second franchise Super Bowl square off against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay here in a couple of weeks. And as of right now, folks, I mean, the best option, the best advice I can give you, and I think it's been said plenty of times this week, but just soak it all in. I mean, this is something that I still don't think we're all down from the high just yet. It's it's a surreal feeling. Yeah, and I mean, you know, people shouldn't be down from the high yet. Um, I, I really don't think, you know, the Bucks they went to the Super Bowl in 2003, and now it's 2021. So you never know when, you know, this one, maybe do you wait another almost 20 years? You know, you don't know. You, you really don't know. So um, it's a it's a privilege to, to be to be in the Super Bowl. It's something that they've earned. And, you know, it's it's a good season. Nobody can nobody can talk to you. You know, yeah, people can joke around if, if you lose whatever. Dude, you, you still you're in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, you're, you're the best in the NFC. You've proven it, okay? Um, and there's nobody that can talk to you about it because, yeah, even if you lose, guess what? You're the second best team in the NFL. That's, you know, you're two of, you know, what, 32 teams. I mean, there's 32 teams in this thing. And, you know, to be in the Super Bowl is really a uh, – just shows how, how hard everyone worked. And obviously, you know, you want to win. But win or lose, just, yeah, soak up this moment because you never know when it's going to come next. And uh, it could be next year. It could be another 20 years. Who knows? Um, Hopefully it's a win. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. It's probably my hindsight coming in here. But wouldn't it be so cool if Brady was, like, 35? 
Like, obviously, the fact that he's 43 years old. And he's going to play old, for another 10 years. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's 43 years old playing the way that he is is just a miracle in itself. But if he was 35 and we're sitting here talking about, oh, you don't know the next time the Bucks will be back in the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Like, the start of a dynasty in Tampa Bay if this guy is just eight hmm. years younger. Oh, my God. But, it, you know, just like Evan said, take this moment in. Talk your trash. That's what's most important. It's been a very long time since this fan base has been able to actually talk some trash and, and you know, confidently say that, yeah, yeah, my team's better than yours. It's hilarious because I jumped on Twitter today and there were a lot of Saints fans who were like, man, we swept the Bucks in the regular season as oh if they God. just totally forgot that, you know, the Bucks went into New Orleans and retired Drew Brees in the Superdome as they couldn't get it done in the playoffs yet again. So they can hold their regular season trophy, but the Buccaneers, as of right now, they did get the Howlis Trophy, NFC champions, and uh, maybe just a few short weeks away from hoisting another one, but we'll have to see how that game goes. Really quickly, before we go any further as well, I want to address something, a little bit of a continuity error here on the show, and I think something that I need to get out of the way in and sweep under the rug. Last night on the Cannon Fire Hotline show, we went live pretty much immediately after the game, took some phone calls, Took in the moment with you guys, which was an awesome show. Check it out if you haven't. But I introduced that show as episode 164. And uh, this is the real episode 164. I just want to kind of throw that out there. That the Can of Fire Hotline shows are their own thing. And then the podcast episodes are another. So this is 164. I know it feels mm -hmm. like we've been here before and we kind of technically have. But I think for continuity reasons, we have to run it back. So that's just why I'm kind of bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and and he well something else you you've heard got to mention even in this show. Um, I know he said my name, but he's Rhett. I'm Evan. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, welcome, guess. welcome to the show. I, <laughs> I guess, I guess I could introduce ourselves. I'm your host as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mister Evan Wanish. Do you just like the title before your name? Is that why you're giving me a hard time about it? Well, I mean, it's continuity, man. Yeah, you know it's it's a routine. You know you're you're the you're that type of guy, right? Well, it's you're a new, the you're you got that kind of voice for that stuff. It's a newish. I mean, it's a new season. It's a new experience. You're talking about it's, a, it's a new football. season. The season. Yeah. they got one game left. Well, no, <laughs> I mean it's a it's a new season. You talk about continuity. This is the least <laughs> continuous season that we've had coverage wise because yeah. we've never talked about a playoff run, right, let alone a goddamn right now, Super Bowl run. Right now, we're typically. Uh, let, let's assume, because I know you could say, oh, right now you're talking about a new head coach. Let's assume that they don't fire a, a head coach. Let's assume they keep the same <laughs> head coach. Right now, we're, we're probably taking a break right now. Yeah. We're probably taking a two- to three-week break, which we will end up taking, but it's just it's pretty sweet that it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be definitely in February instead of in January. Oh, hell yeah, my friend. It's always a good time to be talking Bucks football especially this far into the new year. One more thing really quickly as well. Shout out to our good buddy, Mr. Bucks Nation, James Hill. Him and I last night after the game, we went out to the airport, Tampa International, over by the International Mall, and uh, we joined the group of several hundred fans out there to welcome the boys back home. I took a little bit of video, threw something up on our YouTube channel. It's definitely uh, the language is not safe for yeah, work, but the yeah, content don't, don't, is is good family. Kids. It's good, wholesome family entertainment. I mean, Evan. No, it's not. Evan watched it with his whole family <laughs> and had a great time. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah, it was just no. Just <laughs> if, me you and can, my dad. if you can handle a lot of f bombs and and drunk screaming assholes, well, go check it out. It's a good yeah, ten so minutes. Did uh did James meet you there? 
No, he actually, so he he called me and he's like, hey, are you serious about going out to the airport tonight after I said it on the live stream? And I was like, hell yeah. Um, just because it's one of those things that, you know, they've been doing it's it once in a lifetime. Man. It really know. is, brother. It really is. You know, you go back to you don't know the next time that this is going to happen. So I want to make sure that this is something I remember for the rest of my life. And it will be. But he texted yeah. me and he's like, uh, are you going out there? And I said, yeah. He's like, all right, well, can I meet you at your house? And then we'll just carpool out there. So he drove over here. Uh, so, so you guys probably had like a set time to, for him to come meet you. And he was probably late for that, right? Oh, yeah. He, he told me. I think he texted me at like 915. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a 36 minute drive. And I think 42 minutes later is when I saw him knock on the door. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that's him. Yeah, that's him. He'll, he'll, he'll be listening to this right now. I'll, I'll get a text. <laughs> I'll, I'll know who he's I know which part he's at when I get the text from him later on. James is also uh, James also put together his own video that I don't think has quite as much cursing and it's much better production quality than there ours is. Go. So if you want to go check his out as well, um, make sure you do that. All the so, good content from the uh, exciting evening. So the Bucks have been uh, underdogs this whole entire playoffs, and now they're underdogs again. I believe Kansas City opened up as a three and a half or three point favorite. Yeah, I think where, three and a half. I, I saw that. You know, if, if I if I was confident in Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl, where could I go to bet on that? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Really quickly, I do want to say that I I hope the Bucks continue to embrace this underdog persona that they've seemed to have all season. It's funny. Coming into the regular season, everybody talked about how the Bucks are just going to steamroll people, and they're that team, they're the talent team, they're the bandwagon team, they're this, they're that. Fact of the matter is, a lot of people counted them out before the playoffs started. I'm looking at you, Steve Smith, who's just eating his words right now, which is awesome. But I'll tell you what, Evan, I'm really glad that you asked me. If you guys are interested in getting in on any of the action, check out our good friends over at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always locked the online casino, which never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We've talked about it talk about it again manscaping sucks dude like i'd rather not i'd really rather not do it and it's one of those things that it gets so awkward you'd rather not even talk about it so we're not going to but for that reason alone it's exactly why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the manscaped engineering team spent a good year and a half perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and they just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code canon 20 at manscaped.com once again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code CANNON20. We're here today to talk a little bit about the game that the Bucks played. We did the call-in show, took some instant reactions, talked a little bit about the game and some of the big uh, storylines from it, but we really didn't get a chance to break it down by the numbers, talk about who had a strong showing and who really didn't. So let's go ahead and get into that right now. I got some stat lines from the box score pulled up here, and we're going to start it with the same guy we do every single week. That's the quarterback. The reason we're here, Tom Brady, number 12. His stats in Lambeau, 20 for 36, 280 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions on three straight drives. Listen, you can say whatever the hell you want about those three interceptions, but... With where Tom Brady is right now, interceptions totally out of the equation. The Buccaneers are playing in the Super Bowl. The first ever team 
to be the uh, the host city home team to play in the Super Bowl, right? A team that has the worst winning percentage in the NFL. A team that hasn't made the playoffs in 13 years. A team that signed Tom Brady back in the spring. And here we are all these months later getting ready to play in Super Bowl 55. I don't know about you. I don't give a damn what the stat line says. I don't care what the box score says. I don't care what the interceptions were this season. The fact that Tom Brady at 43 years old has done this for not only the Bucs, but the city of Tampa, in my mind, regardless of how the Super Bowl goes, win or loss, he is the greatest athlete in any sport ever. I mean, he has surpassed Michael Jordan because I think the comparison a lot was either Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. You're shaking your head, and I know you kind of feel strongly about this one as well, but what do you think? Do you agree with me? Am I am I a little bit, you know, overreacting here? Am I Brady fanboying you out? Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think he has to win. Yeah. If, if, if especially this year, um, Next year, so if if you guys have have listened to the show for a while, you would know that um, I, I always viewed sort of next year as their year for the, like the Super Bowl. Like I was like, you know, yeah, they'll make the playoffs this year, but I don't know, you know, first year in a brand new system, uh, still a young defense. I don't know. I think getting to the playoffs and getting that experience is going to be very valuable, and then they're going to you know add some pieces, and then they'll they'll go to the Super Bowl in the, the next year in year yeah. two of Brady. Um, to be able to do it in year one is remarkable. I don't even think Brady expected it, if you want me honest with you. Um, deep down inside, if you asked him and put like a lie detector test on him, do like in August, do you think the Bucks? do you think you guys are going to go to the Super Bowl? He And he said yes, he'd probably be lying. Like, you know, I, I, I really think that because I think he knew just how tough with no offseason, basically how it was going to be. Um, he knew how difficult it was going to be, but just speaks to how great he actually is. And I know a lot of people were saying, well, he threw three picks and this and that, and everybody's going to sing his praises. Look, they're not even in the NFC Championship game without Tom Brady. So, um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's remarkable what he's been able to do. And I do think that, you know, um, he's definitely right there with, with, with Jordan um, as far as, like, I think he's the greatest football player ever greatest quarterback ever, but as far as greatest athlete ever, like sports player, I think he has to beat the Chiefs on February 7th. If yeah. he does that, there's no argument to me. And and I and if he does that, I don't think there's any football player in the next 15, 20 years that's going to come around and be considered the GOAT over Tom Brady. I mean, eventually, if- eventually, maybe. But not not for a long time. If if he wins the Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa Bay with no offseason in his in his own home stadium, a team that, like you said, hasn't been to the playoffs since 2007, their last playoff win before the season was the Super Bowl in his first season while as a as a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the last wild card team to win was the 2010 Packers. Um, And if he wins the Super Bowl, that would mean beating Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes all in a row. I mean, there's there's no debating that he's the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest football player of all time, if he's able to pull that off. It's not going to be easy, right? We'll talk about that. It's just, the Chiefs are the elite of the elite. They are the defending Super Bowl champions for a reason. And guess what? They brought back pretty much everybody on that team. So this game is not going to be easy, but that would just make a win for Tom Brady even bigger and more meaningful to, to his legacy. And I, I think, you know, it, it, 
it's it's big to get your seventh ring. Uh, it's ten Super Bowls, even up here in ten Super Bowls, this is remarkable. But to do it in a year like this with COVID and everything and all the uncertainty um, would just be incredible. And honestly, I'm one of the biggest Brady guys out there. You're not really going to find a, a bigger Brady guy than myself. Um, you know, that's like I said, if you've listened to the show, especially since March, uh, you would know that how I feel about about Tom. But um, I, that was even before he came to the Bucks. I, you know, I was just infatuated with him but uh i didn't expect him to be in the super bowl this year and i mean he's exceeded one of the biggest brady fans expectations and that in itself is just incredible yeah now you brought up a uh, pretty impressive list of quarterbacks that he's played in the playoffs but i noticed that you had forgot playoff legend taylor heineke oh, taylor heineke yeah the, uh, I mean, that's the first round the victory over you know one of the greatest playoff quarterbacks this league has ever known <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 that's the toughest one. I mean, you know, because not only Taylor Heineke had to deal with that defense, and oh my God, just you know, Chase Young and and Heineke just willing them. I mean, you, you know. know, here's something else I wanted to ask you about when it comes to number twelve. People have always said, at least the people who nowadays still try to make excuses as to why this guy is still winning so goddamn much. I saw somebody post the other day just a slew of stats numbers over the years how he really isn't the greatest passer in the playoffs he just finds ways to win he's carried by his defense he's carried by the talent around him i mean just let me ask you a simple question any goddamn team that's won the super bowl the last 54 times has been a pretty well-balanced team right yeah i mean you're not gonna see many many teams with uh, a bad defense and, you know, really elite offense, bad defense. You're not really – every now and then, I'm sure if you look over the past 54 winners, there have been some where you're like, eh, that defense wasn't too good or oh, that offense wasn't too good, but they still won. Uh, the the What, the 2000 Ravens, uh, their offense the wasn't Broncos great. that year they won with Peyton. Yeah, yeah, Peyton. Yeah, Peyton was a shell of himself. Um, yeah, I mean, even, you know – if you want to go back and, and look at the and look at the Bucks, right? That offense w- was doing well, but it wasn't like elite by any standards. Um, so the defense definitely carried it. But yeah, I mean, this looks right now like a very well balanced football team, yeah. and uh, that's what you need to to win a championship. So sorry, I, I guess uh, apologizing for Brady being on good teams and him also being good because if he wasn't good, they still wouldn't win. So right. Yeah, and I will say this. I don't care how you look at it. This isn't in defense of Brady or attacking Brady one way or another, but just in regards to the game as we're kind of breaking it down here after the fact, the Bucks were pretty goddamn lucky to win a playoff game throwing three straight interceptions. Right. You're yeah. not going to do that next week, uh, two weeks. Yeah. If you, if, you, if you throw three straight interceptions on three straight drives, you, you ain't winning. I'll, I'll guarantee it. Not against Kansas City. You're not winning. Oh, yeah. Now, let's talk about some other top performers from the game in Lambeau. Chris Godwin, the guy that we've been waiting for this entire postseason, had his biggest game as a Buccaneer in this postseason. Five receptions, 110 yards. He made that incredible catch way downfield after an ugly drop, and it couldn't have come at a better time because Troy Aikman's bitch ass was up in the booth. Oh, well, you know, Chris Godwin hasn't had a lot of confidence this postseason. He's had a case of the dropsies, and, you know, this is a guy who normally plays with a lot of confidence. And as he says that, Godwin makes the catch that only number 14 can make. Really good game for Chris Godwin and a really strong statement from him bouncing back. 
I said it on the live show. It was a quiet 110. Yeah. Um, did not seem like he had a, over 100 yards until I looked at the box score. So, yeah, good day for him, and they're going to need him to be to be that way on you know on February 7th. So they're going to need all hands on deck. And, you know, they, I, yeah, I mean, well, Aikman's partially right that Godwin has had, you know, a, a case of rare drops that we haven't always really seen. Yeah, I mean, that's I just, factual. We were talking um, before the show. I cannot stand Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, so I take yeah. any and every opportunity to cut yeah, those guys I mean, down. Yeah, I mean, what he was saying was factual. It's just, I, I understand where where a lot of fans are coming from, where, you know, you just get frustrated with the comment, and then he goes, Godwin goes out and makes a play like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, he, he's going to need to be good. I mean, and, and this is a good game for him, really good, and just need, needs to repeat that performance. Absolutely. Mike Evans, big number 13, three receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, after that uh, first drive, well, I thought every, it was going to be a 200-yard day. Yeah, they were – so. Yeah, they really – I was surprised that Jair Alexander didn't shadow Mike Evans, especially with Antonio Brown being out because, you know, that just limits your options. Like, I don't think – like, the Packers' defense probably wasn't that scared of Scotty Miller, even though, as we'll talk about oh, in a few damn, seconds here, I'm been. sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, in, you know, if you're just looking at it, you, you shouldn't really, you know, like Scotty Miller, like, you're not – like, he, you're not thinking he's going to single-handedly beat you. Um so I'm surprised they didn't have Jair Alexander just follow Mike Evans. But on that, yeah, on that first drive, they didn't have Jair Alexander on Mike Evans at all, yeah. and um, yeah, it didn't work out for him. It, but it was a. Uh, I, I mean, we'll while, say though. I mean, well, Mike Evans had two catches on the first drive, and then had one catch the rest of the way, and yeah. every Brady interceptions w- w- was thrown to Mike Evans. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you can take that for what you will. The fact of the matter is, the Bucks came out victorious. But while we're talking about that Green Bay secondary, very briefly. Man, oh man, it was a rough game for Kevin King, who we found out was active just a couple hours before yeah. kickoff. I, I think he wished he was inactive because yeah, it was a it was a rough one. It's like you said, uh, yeah, he couldn't hang, couldn't hang with anybody. Mike, whether it was Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, Chris Kyle, it didn't matter. It is he he was not able to hang with those guys. Yeah, and the man with perhaps the biggest offensive play of the day, Scooter number ten, Scotty Miller, two receptions is all he needed. 36 yards and a touchdown. The play, obviously, that I refer to is that end of the uh, first half bomb. He gets a touchdown with one second left on the clock to put the Bucks up 21 to 10 before the half. That shifted the game to another gear. That's a yeah, that's a huge swing there. Uh, the interception by Sean Murphy Bunting, who now has a streak of three right in a row. Oh, for all man. the hate, we'll, for all the we'll hate talk about him got. shortly. Yeah, for all the hate that he's gotten, it's been a good streak. But, um, yeah, and then, I mean, you know, Bruce Arians calling that timeout right before the interception to pre- preserve more time. Uh, Bucks going forward on a fourth and three and converting. it. You know, and actually when they converted that fourth and three, I was like, okay. I think it was right after that. I was like, all right. Like, you know, they're just going to kick the field goal. I was yeah, like, I, thought, that's, I thought the same thing. You know, I was like, that's probably smart. They, they just wasted their timeout, so they had no more timeouts, and there was eight seconds on the clock. I was like, you don't really have time, just unless it's a quick sideline play. You don't really have time to sit there, run a play, and spike it, and, you know, kick the field goal. I was like, I would just, you know, kick it at this point, and kudos to Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Uh, they, they were both in agreement that, hey, they should go for this, and they saw a matchup with Miller, and if you look at Brady's eyes – Brady looks off, um, looks off Kevin King and sort of freezes him, and because he's he's looking down down the center of the field, and then at the last second his eyes just turn and he launches the ball. Um, it was a beautiful ball, 
good catch. And yeah, if you're the Packers, that can't happen. But obviously for the Bucks, it, it can. So uh, good job. And that that's that's the the definition of no risk and no biscuit right there. Um, yeah, man. You that's, know, you're, that's you're, the biggest no risk if, at all if, year. If Scotty Miller, I understand he caught the ball in the end zone, right? But if Scotty Miller, let's say he's tackled at the one yard line, the Bucks get no points because they they wouldn't have like the clock would just said zero. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that that's a huge risk, you know. On downfield throws, it's more likely to get intercepted. Um, it, it's a huge risk, and it, it really paid off for them. But they're going to need that type of Bruce Arians in the Super Bowl. And on Sunday, though, they they got they got the the true Bruce Arians that a lot of people uh, know and love. So absolutely. Now, before we talk about the other side of the football, I want to kind of recap this offense this year. They're finally rolling on all cylinders, and it couldn't have come at a better time as the Buccaneers are winners of seven straight franchise record, by the way. But, I mean, the fact that Antonio Brown was not in there, I think a lot of rational people knew that wasn't going to be a game-breaker for Tampa Bay, but the fact that it, you know, this offense can just continue to roll without him in there, he's definitely a luxury, and he's definitely a guy that you're looking forward to having back for the big game here in a couple of weeks, but... I mean, the fact that they were able to just move the ball so efficiently, I know it wasn't the biggest game on the ground, which is what I was kind of hoping for before this game. I think a lot of those interceptions were the Buccaneers getting away from small ball, um, you know, getting away from moving the ball effectively, the short passing game, maybe taking a run on third and short. And that's maybe partially to blame for some of those interceptions. But Mm, just the fact that they were able to run effectively without a B out there is a huge statement. Yeah, well, one one actually thing quick. I it just so happened we were talking about Scotty Miller here. I got I got a, a tweet sent in from one of my buddies who obviously I'm in Philly. He's an Eagles fan, but um, it said you know the Bucks were just dumping salary when they traded Deshaun Jackson to the Eagles in 2019 and got a sixth rounder in return. But the sixth rounder Scotty Miller has given them more production since then. Since then, DJX has Philly, including Sunday's killer 39-yard touchdown in the NFC title game. So, uh, since the trade, uh, Scotty Miller has 50. Now, and I mean, mind you, Deshaun Jackson has been hurt for a lot of his Eagles tenure. Yeah. Um, so that you do have to factor that in. Uh, but Scotty Miller, 50 receptions, uh, 781 yards, and five touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson, 23 receptions, 308, uh, 395 yards, and three touchdowns. So that's just another reason why Jason Light should be uh, executive of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And, I mean, I hate to ask this question. It's not really Bucks related but while we talk about Deshaun Jackson, you got to kind of wonder when his time's going to be up because I feel like it's coming up soon. Yeah, well, he's not going to be in Philly, so. You don't think so? Um, no, they're, they're, they're cutting him. Yeah. No, I they don't have that. any they don't have any salary cap anyway, and he's due like $10 million, and he played three games for him last year. It's a shame, because as much as I really did not like Deshaun Jackson as a person coming out of Tampa Bay, I thought that reunion with Philly really could have been something special. All right, yeah, this is, yeah, this is an NFC Championship buck show. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not, let's not get, All right. let's not get carried away here. Let's shift gears and talk about this defense, and it kind of follows the pattern as the offense. I think with this entire game, when you look at it, There were so many big plays from so many people. This defense throughout the playoffs has been playing at another level. And let's just talk about some of the biggest highlights from that day. Now, on the postgame show, we did our team MVPs towards the end, and I was pretty quick to say that Vita Vea was my team MVP. And I still think he deserves a lot of credit, and we'll talk about that here in a couple seconds. Um, I did change my vote. We'll talk about that guy here in just a little bit. But let's talk about number 50. Man, I don't – folks, I don't – 
I don't know what happened there. There was a little bit of an audio glitch. You froze on me. But um, sorry about that. No, nah, don't be sorry. It's not your fault. So let's talk about Vita Vea. Big number 50. Coming into this game, it was reported, I think James Palmer, about an hour or two before kickoff, said that he talked to Bruce Arians and Vita's expected to play 20 to 25 snaps. And you think about it realistically, 350-pound man coming off of a broken ankle, how useful can he really be? He is a force up the middle, and we know that he's been working for a while, but he was absolutely felt along that defensive line. 33 snaps for the guy, and you talk about... You know, I'll kind of recycle what I said on the call-in show. He was uh, he was the force that was felt the most. He went in there, did exactly what you think the guy should do. He opened up opportunities for other guys. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett both had multi-sack days. Is it a coincidence? I think not. What did you think of Vita Vea's performance? Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it wasn't a, a game-wrecker day. But just when you put it into perspective, like you said, over 300 pounds, you know, coming off of a broken ankle, not even playing football since October. Like, right. man, and to be able to get thrust in against a good football team and a good offensive line um, and to play, what, 46% of the snaps? Yeah. Uh, incredible. It, it was it was incredible, and you could really feel his, his presence what, what was felt, um, especially the pass rushers. I mean, he's just – he's so good. And, like, I, I think – a lot of people, including myself, really sort of underrated the effect that he has on his defense. And I think it's a huge help. They didn't have Vita Vea last time they played the Chiefs. Yeah. Right? Um, now they, they will. Vita Vea last time they played the Packers either. Yeah. I mean, and now now they will. And hopefully that helps some more in, you know, containing Mahomes and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was an incredible day. And, and hopefully, you know. Hopefully he didn't re-injure anything. Hopefully he's feeling good. Um, it doesn't seem like he re-injured anything. I'm not saying he did. Just, you know, did, don't, don't want to risk anything. And, um, yeah, it, it'll be nice. You know, this is a nice little, you know, get his feet wet, you know, for, for the real test. So he's got two more weeks to sort of rest up and get some more conditioning in. And, you know, he should be good to go. Yeah. And that's another thing that, you know, you kind of have to be thankful for. The Buccaneers fight all this way to finally get a home game and they have a two week break. So a lot of your guys who were on the fence, your Jordan Whiteheads, I know that, you know, his chance to play in the Super Bowl is is kind of shaky. I don't know if you've heard any updates on that. I'm sure we'll get news as the week comes out. But your, your Jordan Whiteheads, your guys that you're not sure about, they have an extra full week to really get healthy. And it makes you feel good about where this team is going to be health wise come the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, well, Arian said he doesn't really know right now, um, and I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if they practice this week. I, I forget what the what the schedule is normally. Um, so, well, I'm not sure if we're gonna know this week for Whitehead. That is, uh, but Antoine Winfield, I think he'll be good to go. Apparently, Whitehead said something like he he's gonna play, but that's not really. It's not 100 percent up to him. Um, of course, I think every player is going to say, oh, yeah, I'm playing. I mean, right? when it's the Super Bowl, it's going to be yeah. hard to tell those guys they have to sit. Right. But, I mean, I think when you're – when if, if if the Bucks deem it to be like, yo, you, you'd be hurting the team more than helping the team if you played, then he'll have to sit. But, um, you know, I, I think he'll probably – he'll probably end up playing. It doesn't seem like it's severe or else I think Arians would have been a little bit more somber about it. It doesn't seem like he just didn't really know, but it didn't sound like his tone of voice didn't really sound like it's very serious. Um, so hopefully it's, you know, it's not nothing. It's something that, you know, with the rest can, can help uh, Antoine Winfield. 
he was close to going on, on Sunday, so I would expect him to be fine with an extra two weeks rest. And um, Ian Rappaport reported today that the Bucks are expecting to have Antonio Brown back. So this is going to be going to be you know for the Super Bowl, man. You know it's it's uh, it's a good timing for the healthiest that the Bucks have been really all season. Um, if a, if a healthy OG Howard and Alex Kappa were here, this Bucks team would be at a hundred percent health. Um, so it, it's really uh, incredible, and it's. It's uh, came at came at the right time. This little two week break, absolutely. And I mean, as you kind of recap the season, you look at the longevity of this roster. The fact that throughout the year they were able to stay mostly healthy. I mean, you did have some lingering yeah. issues. A couple of wide receivers, Mike Evans, you know, Chris Godwin missed a couple of games. Some of your offensive guys, Antonio Brown missed the championship game. But it doesn't matter. They're here, and like you said, they are two guys away from being pretty much a hundred percent healthy for the biggest game of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they haven't had any COVID issues. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's obviously with this year, you know, every any other year we wouldn't really be talking about it. But um, yeah, the, this year is uh, that, that's a factor, and it's really affected teams. Um, so yeah, it's it's been big that you know they've been able to to stay healthy and and to stay COVID free, and it's just a, a test, especially the the COVID free part. It's tough, you know. That's just a testament to their discipline and. And how hard that they wanted to get through this season, and really the NFL. I mean, a lot. I know a lot of people. You know, probably the NFL. They're going to get a championship game played. They're going to get every single game played. And I know a lot of people thought, man, football, like baseball, you can do it because there's not really much contact, player to player. But football is impossible to do. It'll last three weeks. Well, guess what? They just finished an entire season. So, um, props to them, the entire league. I know they get a lot of hate, and I, I mean justified, but uh, props to them. But um, yeah, I mean. It's a great time to be getting, you know, healthy because they're gonna need everybody, you know. Like I said, if you wish Alex Kappa and some people have asked me if Kappa's available, it's not. It's you know, he broke his ankle basically. Yeah. Um and then OJ Howard was an Achilles. So um both should be good to go for training camp. So um, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, it's a great time to be getting the healthiest because like I said, you're gonna need all hands on deck to to beat the defending champs. Absolutely. Let's talk about those pass rushers from Sunday. I brought them up a little bit All earlier. Right. Let's bring them up again. Shaq Barrett, three sacks. Jason Pierre, Paul, two sacks. Jason Pierre, well, we're, you know, we're probably furious right now because I mean, I guess, you know, right? I, yeah, I guess we, we we're so angry. Yeah, it was all Shaq Barrett. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Jason Pierre, Paul still sucks. And apparently, you know, yeah, but uh, an elite game from both those guys. Now, and, I wanted uh, to ask you about Shaq Barrett more so mm-hmm. because I know JPP is still under contract through next year. Right. For Shaq Barrett, do you think he did enough in the championship game to shore up a long-term contract with Tampa Bay? Because I know that's absolutely something he was playing towards this season. And at the end of the regular season, it was it was looking pretty doubtful. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be interesting because I think that's something. And even in the two playoff games, like Washington and New Orleans, he didn't play great. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It really is. It's I, I think it might... Might depend on how he plays in the Super Bowl, to be honest with you, um, because uh, just you don't know what the market's gonna be. It, it, he struggled at times, and his price has probably already come down. He's probably already thinking of a lower price than he was oh, when yeah, the season started. Yeah, I'm sure started. he's gonna end up getting paid a little bit less than the franchise tag, if not like right around there. It might. I think, especially with his performance there in the NFC Championship game, and if he plays decent in the Super Bowl. I think he'll get probably right around the franchise tag, right around 16, 15 to 16 million on a long-term deal. 
Um, whether that's in Tampa or not, I don't know. If he helps them win the Super Bowl, if Shaq Barrett has two sacks in the Super Bowl and the Bucks win, I think it's hard to say, hey, bye. Um, I think it's pretty hard to say bye to that guy. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, just a monster game. And he, you know, he proved and he showed what we all wanted to see. You know, you're the $16 million pass rusher. You're the guy that got 19 and a half sacks. Yeah. Like, prove it and show it. And he did. And now you need to do it one more time. Just, you know, you need to do it one more time. And J.C. Pierre-Paul, kudos to him. We know he's been battling that knee injury. It's serious. You know, it's not so serious to keep him out. But it's, you know, it's not like a little walk in the park, a little dinged up. Like, his knee's hurting him. Yeah. And uh, he, he's battling through it, and he had a monster game. So um, he had a decent game in New Orleans, had a very strong game versus Green Bay, and now, like, the, the Bucks pass rushers, those, those two guys, they need to come alive one more time. Um, they need to come alive one more time and, and maybe even be even better, you know, um, uh, in, in the Super Bowl because that's where you make your money, man. I know yeah. James Pierre Paul wants to win the Super Bowl more than anything. It's just that that dude just, I'm not saying Shaq Barrett doesn't. It's just you can see Jason Pierre Paul's passion, passion. It just bleeds through him. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you follow him on social media, he talks about it all the time. The guy loves nothing more than to play football. And I'll tell you, along that defensive line, he's definitely one of my favorite players behind Vita Vea. One, because he's a USF grad. Two, he's a Tampa boy. You always got to support your local folks. And I think that's why he's having a really great time playing in Tampa Bay. But a Super Bowl win for not only JPP, but Shaq Barrett goes a long way. I believe for both of those guys, that'll be their second Super Bowl win. And for JPP to win it with Tom Brady, the guy that he won his first one against, right. is pretty goddamn cool. One more playmaker on that. Defense. Well, and also, Sorry, uh, well, Shaq, Shaq Barrett had, had won the Super Bowl versus Carolina, but they beat Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC title game. So you know, it's funny because I feel like everybody on that team who has playoff experience is just linked. Has to crossed paths. I yeah, mean, you just linked to Tom paths. Brady in some way. You know, I, I was watching that. Uh, I was watching that highlight the other day. It was the Kiko Alonso hit on Joe Flacco where Ryan Jensen yeah, lit Ryan his Jensen. ass up. Yeah. You know who the first guy to come over and start swinging on Ryan Jensen was? Um, Wait, was it, it was a Dolphin? Yeah. It was a Dolphin. That's now one of the Bucks. I'm assuming. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Who's it was a Dominican former... Sue. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot Sue was on a Dolphin. Everybody did. <laughs> Um, so one more big playmaker that I want to talk about from Sunday. And and to be honest with you, if the season ended, you know, last Sunday, I really think that this guy could be marked down as the postseason MVP on defense for Tampa Bay, a guy who was just, you know, crapped on a lot during the regular season, a guy who multiple times, everybody said was a liability in coverage, a guy uh, who, no, an actual good football player. huh? I, I mean, a guy who so far this postseason, three straight weeks, three straight interceptions at some of the most clutch times in the game. I'm talking about Sean Murphy bunting at that cornerback position. What a performance for him over this past three games. Yeah, I mean, look, I the weird thing with, with fans and cornerbacks are fans want the corners to just all be shut down. Yeah, corners. they want everybody to be Darrell Revis in his prime. Yeah, they just want everybody to be, yeah, 2010, Revis Island. And just, you know, yeah, don't allow anything. And that's just not how this works, right? Especially in today's NFL. 
if you think Sean, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis and Jamal Dean are going to completely shut down the Kansas City Chiefs, you're mistaken. Players um, are just a, they're a different breed nowadays. Like it, yeah, it, it, matchups exactly. are different. Players the, are the rule the rules are different. It's yeah. yeah, it's you know so yeah, players are going to give up yards. Like Carlson Davis gave up that long touchdown. Like whatever. Like it's going to happen. Like Carlson Davis is a good corner. You know he gave up a long touchdown. They, did you hear Devontae Adams' name a whole lot? Not really, you know, besides a few. Um, that did his arm, job. That stiff arm that Carlton ate pretty early in the game, though, was kind of ugly. I thought that was going to come back to haunt us it's, on social it's a, media. It's, it's a tough one-on-one. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, a huge, huge pick for, for Sean Murphy Bunting. And I uh, saw some people, you know, complaining. There, Yeah, there was a little tug, right? But, oh, those refs were letting uh, him play. If, if I mean, you're gonna, a tug is yeah, an they, they were letting they were letting him play. Um, no, see, on, on the on the Murphy Bunting one, I thought that was just a tug. He grabs the jersey. Oh well, yeah, but, like, I just I meant just, through the course of the game. Tug. I mean, yeah, but when you have Kevin King just ripping Tyler Johnson's jersey, I, you know, there's no way you can say, oh, they've been letting him play. You can't let that play. Come, no. like, come on, you cannot let that play. If he doesn't grab Tyler Johnson's jersey, Johnson catches the first down and the game's over. Like, you know, he's beat, so he grabs his jersey and, you know, no. Like, come on. So, yeah, a great day for, for SMB. And, uh, maybe, you know, he can make it four games in a row against Mahomes. You know, it would be uh, – It'd be a pretty cool moment for him. So, yeah. sort of uh, the the unsung hero, I think, a, a guy that if they win the Super Bowl, I don't think it's going to be talked about a whole lot. But it's uh, yeah, it's a really nice playoff run for him here. Yeah, talk about a string of good games. I mean, to cap that off against the greatest quarterback, according to a lot of people who ever lived, but the greatest quarterback in the game right now is absolutely who you want to have your strongest showing against. And a guy like SMB having a big game against Pat yeah. Mahomes on the grandest stage of them all would be a surefire way to cap off a great postseason for him. I mean, that would be, that would be picking off. <laughs> like if we, we talk about Tom Brady beating these guys that would be picking off Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. You know, and then not to mention Taylor Heineke, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, man, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it would be a pretty awesome moment for him. I'm not saying I doubt he's going to get a pick, right? Just because four straight games, like that's uh, – That's tough to you know, do, that, man. It's got to be some kind of record. That's very tough to do. In the I'm playoffs, pretty, well, I'm, it, I'm it actually, might be. I'm pretty sure Sean Murphy Bunting set a record. I think he's the only player. He, I think he's like – no, he's like the youngest, like in his, in his like second year or third year, like a youngest – one of the youngest players to do it or something like that, I think. I, just just out of respect for Mr. Murphy Bunting, I'm going to look this up right now because I know he posted it on his uh, on his Twitter. So we'll get the stat here. Yeah, I mean, just a, a nice day for him. And really, this defense has come alive. Um, yeah. They've really started to play well ever since ever since the bye week, really. I mean, I know they've they've had some struggles against Atlanta here and there. Um, those games. But I mean, Detroit, they dominated Minnesota. They really played well. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then Washington, they had some struggles, but Saints game was great. Rogers, you know, and the Packers was a pretty good game plan. And, you know, now against the Chiefs is, is the ultimate test. So absolutely. By the way, Sean Murphy Bunting is the first player with an interception in each of his first three career playoff okay. games since Hall of Famer Ed Reed. So pretty elite company to say the least. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
speak for itself. Don't really have to say much about that one. Absolutely. Big games coming up here in a couple of weeks. So with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has yep. the cuts and uh, that you crave to celebrate oh, the playoffs. Man. And the we're big talking game. about Kansas. We're talking about Kansas City Stakes. I know. Podcast. I know. Try out, <laughs> try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor. Mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders on the menu. Mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. I mean, we were checking out the website the other day. They have got some tasty stuff right there. Mm. And I'm telling you this, guys, it's not like a meal order plan. Like this is this is everything you need and more if you're planning on hosting a Super Bowl party this year. They take care of everything that you need meat-wise. You pick a package, you pick your size, and you roll. We even got a little promo code for you. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your front door. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable. Appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for the big game. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Just put a lot of ketchup on it, I guess. I, I think that's the end of the uh, photo, right? God. <laughs> I, I hope I hope they pound him into the ground just for that take. Oh man, I, I sincerely hope they do. But one more sponsor. We love sports, and so do you. Well, you love sports, and so do we. I guess that's kind of a, you know, it can go both ways. Listen, yeah. if you want to add some excitement to the games you already love, then it is the perfect time to check out our good friends over at my bookie. They'll hook you up with a fifty percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars when you sign up, and they'll keep the good times rolling with giveaways, free bets, and huge contests all year long. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code CANNONFIRE, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to MyBookie today and start 2021 off on the right foot. Sign up, enter promo code CANNONFIRE, C-A-N-N-O-N-F-I-R-E. Get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 That I mean, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? You Let's say you want to throw 1000 down for the big game. To get an extra 500 on top of it, brother? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Just, that's on us. That's our gift to you. If you're putting money on the big game coming up, but go ahead and check it out. Once again, my bookie promo code cannon fire, get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks this year. Bet with the best bet with my bookie. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. We reviewed the game on Sunday, talked about some of your top performers, where they can go from here. All that's left to talk about is the big game coming up here in a couple of weeks. Super Bowl 55, Buccaneers versus Kansas City in Tampa, Florida, February 7th. The stage is set. Tom Brady headed to his 10th career Super Bowl. The Chiefs, a couple of critical injuries, one of the biggest ones coming out of it. Left tackle Eric Fisher not going to be out there. The Buccaneers in this lucky streak of backup left tackles is going to come in once again. The Bucs will have Jamel Dean, their top outside corner, Vita Vea is back in this defense. The Chiefs didn't play either of those guys when they faced Tampa Bay last time. How do you like the way that this game matches up? Well, <laughs> don't love it because <laughs> you know. Um, I knew you'd say something like that. Well, on, on, on just I don't think I don't know how any defensive coordinator is going to be able to come up with a game plan to stop Kansas City. There's yeah, just I don't so think Todd many Bowles things is going to be getting much sleep over the next two weeks. No. No, there's just so many things that they can do well, you know, and they can, if they want to run the ball, they can, if you're going to take away the pass and they want to run the ball, they can do it. 
You know, if you're going to take away the run and you just they can toss all over the lot, yeah. If you can, if you want to take away Tyreek Hill, whatever. They got one of the best tight ends maybe ever, right? Um, it, it, and, and you know, a quarterback that is just unbelievable. Um, Vaughn defense, yeah, they're a matchup nightmare. Um, but it's you know, it's one game. And you, you don't know what's going to happen in that one game. And that's that's what I said from the start of the playoffs. You, you don't know. You know, it, it's one game. If Patrick Mahomes has an off game, the Bucks are Super Bowl champions. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's also possible that Tom Brady could have an off game. It could happen. But it's just it's one game. That's all you need to do is win. This is not a seven-game series. The, you know, this is not – in a seven-game series, typically the best team will win. Typically, the, the better team will win in a series. This is one game, man. And I mean, even if you don't think the Bucks are the, be- are the better team, which I think you know it's close, but you know I think you got to respect the defending champions. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's they've it's earned hard, that. <laughs> it's hard to get to a Super Bowl. It's even harder to win it. But God damn it, to win it and then go back the very next year, there's not a lot of teams who can do that. Yeah, I mean they're like you got to respect that. There's there's no denying that they are an elite team. Um, but like I said, one time, you know, just like in, in Miracle, you know, if we play them ten times, they, they might win nine, but it doesn't matter, you know. All that matters is that one. And, and on, on offense, I think the Bucks are going to have to be, you know, it's just that was before the bye week. You know, that was uh, – and, and the bye week seems to really change things. So, and this defense is playing with a ton of confidence, I'm not saying that they're going to shut down Mahomes. He's like, guarantee you they ain't doing that. But um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to have 200 yards in the first quarter. I think they're going to have a better game plan for him there. Uh, but we'll get into it. we got two weeks to discuss it. And uh, you'll – you know, by the end of it – by, by – Sunday morning, you'll be like, okay, let's just play the game, right? Like, yeah, let's just get yeah. the game over with. Let's play it because you're going to be sick of hearing, you know, Mahomes, Brady, Chiefs offense, Bucks offense. That you're just going to be sick of hearing it, but uh, we'll, we'll be here to cover it. Absolutely. I mean, you might get sick of hearing it, to be honest with you. I don't know if I'll ever get tired of Good Morning America talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, the Tampa oh, sure, Bay yeah. Buccaneers, the team that was seven and nine last year, 30 interceptions on the year. I mean, a team that we've said it all before. I don't know if we need to say it again, but you think about where this team has come from and where they are now. You know, maybe you'll get tired of the coverage, but just that's another part of soaking it all in. Yep. And and also, speaking of 30 interceptions, guys, don't burn jerseys. Like, if, if if, if you want... If you're planning on burning a Jameis Winston jersey for God knows what reason, but I've seen a a bunch uh, recently, um, send it to me or Rhett. We'll we'll do a giveaway or or something with it. Somebody who who won it. Um, There's somebody out there who, you know, who either can't afford a jersey or, you know, has really always wanted one, never able to get one. Um, There's somebody out there that will take it. So if you guys are planning to burn a Jameis Winston jersey, Either one, don't, or if you just want to get rid of it, just send it to, to one of us, get in contact with one of us, and we'll gladly take it off your hands. Um, it's not I mean, cool. listen, you know, think about the situation that you might have been at one point in your life. I think we all remember a time before we had our first jersey. You know, maybe there's a kid who doesn't really care that Jameis doesn't play on the Bucks anymore. He just wants a Bucks jersey, you know, and to burn it 
to run it over with your car. Guys, we're better than this. And I mean, we're not the morality police. I know we kind of come off like it because people have their feelings on certain NFL players. But I'll tell you that if it gets to that point, it's a little too serious. But we're better than this. And it's just it's a waste of money. Your the jerseys are so expensive. Yeah, like, they're not. You're, you're not you know, really proving a point to anybody. You're you're not. You're trying to act tough, and you're trying to be like, oh, look, take a look at me. Like that's. I look at it and be like, okay, you're stupid. Like, yeah. you know, you're 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 dumb because you just you know threw a hundred hours, a hundred fifty, two hundred hours in the trash. Yeah. Like you you just burnt it. Like you literally just set it on fire. Like uh, I don't get it. But yeah, if if you guys. You guys are planning on doing anything like that for any former Bucks player or anything like that, or you know, let us know. Send us the jersey, and we'll 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 make sure it gets in somebody's hands who you know who who would want it. I mean, look, if you want to burn a jersey, burn like a Keyshawn Johnson for jersey or something. You know what I mean? Nah. Like a like a guy uh-huh. who didn't really want to be here, a guy who isn't regarded as a as a franchise hero by any means. I mean, a guy who's not in the record books anymore. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hot take. I like Keyshawn Johnson, but oh man. Um. Yeah. When I well, it stems from when I first watched the Super Bowl DVD. Keyshawn Johnson was my favorite because he always talked. Yeah. So I've just always heard the stories about how yeah, he, I know. He, I know. he wasn't know. one of the boys kind of deal, and that could yeah. have just been Sap talking. But I've heard more than one. Yeah. Person I mean, on the I, I've, I've heard I've heard Sap, but I haven't really heard many people, other people, outspoken like Sap has. I've heard rumblings, but nobody's been like clearly outspoken. Obviously, yeah. Sap Sap. Well, well right? Warren like, Sap speaks enough for three yeah. or four players on yeah. that team. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this. We, we just we ended this podcast talking about Warren Sapp, okay? Hey, dude, Weird. everything everything comes full circle. But I mean, that's going to conclude this week's public service announcement as well as this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out with the video over on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Best way to take in the show. We got awesome video, all sorts of content for you guys. Like I said. Uh, uploaded, uh, uploaded a good 10, 11 minute video of the Buccaneers returning from the airport. It was a great time. It was a great opportunity to connect with the fans. And it's just, it kind of reminds us why we're all here. I think the fandom activity has definitely been limited this year. So for myself personally, any chance I can get to take it all in is just, there's like a dopamine that goes off in my brain when I'm out there screaming my ass off. For some players who won't even notice me. But I, I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with me. I guess that's why we're sitting here doing the show. I know there's a lot of people out there who feel the same way. <laughs> but um, subscribe to the channel. Lots of great content coming for you guys over the next two weeks as we approach Super Bowl 55 in beautiful Raymond James Stadium. The first ever home field advantage in the Super Bowl. And I cannot wait. Also, shout out to all of our people checking us out on the audio outlets, all of our podcast outlets. If you're listening over there and you want to support the show, leave us a review. Tell us how you really feel. It can be a five-star review. It can be a three-star review telling us what you don't like, you know, talking about how Evan picks against the Bucks every week. If you don't like it, let us know. If there's stuff you'd want us to change, throw a suggestion out there. We might not change it, but we'll definitely take it into consideration. But anybody who has listened to the show up until this point, it's been one hell of a season, and we can't say it enough. We truly do appreciate your support. Check out the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. You can also follow my co-host on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Bucks fan page on Instagram, Bucks News, uh, the fastest Bucks news page on Instagram, whatever the hell else you got to say about it. 27,000 followers speak for themselves. You can also find them on Twitter at Evan NFL. And last but not least, you can find myself 
Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. I'll talk to you guys a little bit later this week. It's not going to be a run-of-the-mill game preview, but we might have a special guest. We'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay. It'll be Buccaneers related, that's for damn sure. We'll know a little bit more in the next coming days, but we will talk to you guys soon. The countdown has begun, and the final game of the season is upon us. Super Bowl 55. Never thought we'd be here, but here we are. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. I am Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you guys a little bit later this week. Until then, as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.